Hello, you're listening to the Taku Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo! And today's episode is a review of the children who chase lost voices from deep below. Are you here with me? Yes. We are We are here together. We have a storm. Yes. <laughs> Even though we have an electrical storm going on right now, we are still here with our backup called Topher. <laughs> called Topher. We still call him Topher from the old days. Uh, that's totally an inside joke. But yeah, Children Who Chase Lost Voices, as you would be called, but apparently until we started watching the movie, we didn't know that it actually had From Deep Below at the very end, so... No, we didn't. I was like, well, that makes more sense <laughs> to the entire story, but okay. I don't know if they're trying to hide it or that they're like, that's a little bit too long, let's shorten it. Um, of course, in my opinion, I don't think Children Who Chase Lost Voices really has anything to do with the film, except for, like, one child. Unless it's because it says Child Who Chase Lost Voices. Then it make a little more sense. But children... Unless they're just talking about humanity as being children. I have no We're already clue. getting some really deep <laughs> thought processes here. Um, but yeah. Don't make me think that hard. I can't do that today. For those who don't know, uh, Children Who Chase Lost Voices was written, directed, produced, and cinematography and editing all done by Makoto Shinkai. Uh, for those who don't know who Makoto Shinkai is... Uh, he's a he's a pretty well known director. I mean, he's up there with a lot of the other directors. I mean, he's not up he's in just, like Miyamoto level, but he's he, he he's, actually he's creeping up there. Actually, he pretty much is. <laughs> I know some, a, lot, a lot of people have pretty much been praising him as being the next Miyamoto, but uh, I don't think he's quite there yet. He's 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 getting there though. Well, no, I, I don't mean that he's on the same level, but he's definitely one of the. I mean, to get you the think, of, if you if you sit there and think about how many names there is that is the big top names. I mean. M- is one of them. It's just he is to get as much freedom as he gets. Yeah, he definitely seems to be good enough. Uh, for those who don't know, he's done uh, she and her cat, uh, Voice of a Distant Star, um, also uh, Garden of Words, which we reviewed also here recently. Uh, five centimeters per second. A lot of people probably know that one. Uh, that was probably one of his big ones. Uh, but yeah, Children Who Chase Lost Voices uh, don't really have a specific studio to kind of tack on this thing i mean producers are media factory movic uh comics waveforms or films uh sentai filmworks yahoo and warner music japan i mean tons of producers behind this um but yeah uh this this uh, movie i'm about to say show this movie uh follows a girl named asuna who just is one of those one of those girls that just doesn't yeah like like she Runs around with a sword and no, she's not the berserker swordsman or whatever they call her, the berserker healer. That's what they called her. No, this is a different show. This isn't Sword Art Online. Oh, but she's just as interesting, I guess. Uh, she's very, very. Um, she doesn't like to listen to people very much. She runs off on her own. Uh, this is, it takes place back in like the 1970s, uh, out in the remote village. Uh, she constantly is running off on her own. Up into this little area that she calls her base, her her own little, her own personal area that she claims is her own up in the uh, mountainside. Uh, she travels up there every single day to sit up on top of her little her little cliff and listen to the sounds that are coming out of a crystal that was given to her by her father. Um, this some kind of musical note that comes out of it. I think at some point she claims that she can no longer hear it, um, but she heard it at some point. She's trying to hear it again. Uh, but when it opens up, we, we get a, a brief listen of this music that's coming out of this crystal that she uses this little weird device to get the music notes off of. But anywho, uh, she's also joined by this little cat-looking thing that constantly joins her as she's up on a hill and also likes to follow her home. Um, and then at some point, when she goes up into the mountainside, she meets a boy named Shun. And Shun uh, saves her from what looks like some kind of bear. And after saving her... With he really told, big ticks. He had a lot of really big ticks, yes. Um, and ticks that fell off of it. And I, I don't think he, nasty any of the ticks man. fell off, just a chunk of his body. Was it a chunk of his body? I don't know. Yeah, I thought having, it was an egg at first, yeah, but he then was they having, never visited he, again. He, he was definitely having problems keeping himself together. Yeah, he was kind of deteriorating <laughs> or something. I don't know. Um, but anyways, Shun kind of just, after saving her, says, you no longer don't come up here no more. It's, it's dangerous. But... As I said before, she doesn't listen to anybody, so sure enough, she goes back up in the mountain and says pretty much, no, I ain't listening to you, because this is, this is my home, and this is my little 
my little hideout base that I, I keep all of my stuff that I've been hoarding in. She has those little cave. She has cut noodle ramens in there. I did, yeah, that and <laughs> first aid kits and tape and pretty much everything. Books. <laughs> Anybody, anything that a young girl could ever desire is up in that little hole. <laughs> but after he kind of goes, yeah, I kind of expect you weren't going to listen to me. He kind of doesn't he he wonders why she's not curious as to what's kind of happened and where he's from so he kind of just it was like one of those moments where they're like wait you're not going to ask me well i'm going to tell you anyways here's my story <laughs> kind of thing i was like okay that, that progressed fast um but he kind of explains that he's from another place he's he's from a, a place called was it Ar- agartha oh my gosh i didn't have it written down here it's right there agartha yeah agartha yeah related anime yeah um, he's from a place called Akartha, and um, what else did he kind of explain? I, I'm, I'm trying not to spoil things, and I, I don't remember exactly what all he's told. But he kind of explains that he's from this land called Akartha, and um, that's, I think that was pretty much all the conversation was, that he was from there, and he wasn't supposed to be there, and that she was kind of an interesting person to him, and he gives her what he calls a blessing, which he, he kisses her on the forehead, and that kind of makes her all flustered. That was actually kind of cute. Um, and after that point, she goes back home, and she's really, really flustered over the whole thing. And when she goes to return back there again, he's not there anymore. Um, come to find out, his her, mo- her mom ends up telling her, Hey, uh, somebody with a scarf that looks like yours, which she had given him, a, uh, wrapped his arm with a scarf at some point, was found dead. And so she doesn't believe it. She's like, I don't, I don't, I don't believe this. So she goes back there, and ends up running into a man that she believes is Shun. And that's that's pretty much, I guess, as far as I go. Because I think that's all that was in the trailers. That's the only reason I was kind of going that far with it. Yeah, I think that's pretty much as far as you should probably go. And then you also have the aspect of Agartha. Um, when she's at school, this new transfer teacher, which her current teacher is going through a, uh, a pregnancy, so she takes some time off. And the replacement teacher has a real fascination with the land of Agartha. And... Uh, the whole myths of death and legends and um, bringing people back to life and stuff like that. So it starts getting into the idea of loss and if you could possibly bring somebody back. Things like that. Yeah. I think that's about as far as I go. It, it's a tough thing. I'm sorry, people. <laughs> Movies are always tough to, to give a synopsis for because you want to give just enough that gets people interested. Because if I just told up to the point where she meets Sue and it's like, that's not really that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it really, the hook of the show really ends up coming in the idea of the land of Agartha and it does it exist and can it really bring people back and the idea of loss. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much the, the gist of the synopsis of the beginning area of the, sh- the movie. Um, it goes on from there onwards and you'll have to watch to find out. Um, I guess we can start off with the story. I think we did hit the story pretty much. No, I mean like um, what we thought of the story, I mean. This is a review, Chris. Oh, <laughs> We're not here just to give go a quick ahead and trailer. Go first. Um, I had a. Cu- I was very mixed when I when I finished this movie because it's like one of those things where I I like Makoto Shinkai's work, but I also have a lot of them that I don't absolutely love. A lot of his works, like I said earlier, I don't put him in the level of uh, Miyamoto because it's like I there's so much of his stuff that I just don't I don't love to death kind of stuff. Like oh my gosh, you should watch this. And when I came out of this movie at the very end, I was like, this really is one of those movies where I'm not going to jump out of my way to tell somebody, you have to go watch this. It's just, it's there. It was it was a beautiful story. Um, it had some really good messages in there. But I almost want to say that I almost felt like this, this should have been like a 24-episode show to develop the characters. Because I felt like a lot of the themes within the movie really require you to care about what's going on and besides uh the teacher and what he went through i couldn't really grasp much of the other characters especially shin i don't know that i would give it 24 episodes maybe 12 yeah i guess but yeah i guess i would bump it a little bit further because i mean it's a it's a what 200 minute movie and usually most 12 episode shows are like three something 350 or so minutes i guess that would i guess that would work because it's one of those things where I would have, to really care what would happen, I needed I needed more from Shin. I needed more from uh, the teacher. I needed to grasp what they were going through and what it really meant to make the decisions they made. Because 
technically the teacher and Shin were probably the, the most interesting characters in the show. Asuna was really just us. Asuna's us going into this world. Her story didn't really interest me so much. She she was just kind of there to be there. They had this whole thing about her father that I was like, that would have been cool to explore, but we didn't. And so I I don't I didn't quite understand her purpose for being there besides yeah, I, being I can, eyes. I can totally agree with that one. Because her initial her initial drive was Shun. But she only known him for one night. Yeah. And he saved her once. I don't really see that being a plausible reason to do what she did. She went through some crazy stuff. I would almost hope that she would have had some kind of lapse of her father that would make her more interesting, but she didn't. So I was just left with going, okay, what's going on with the teacher, Ryuji, or what's going on with Shin? I I, I agree with you on the fact that her motivations was really, really kind of weak. And and that, that, I think, is probably most of my frustration with this show. Her... Her motivations really centered around her loneliness. Yeah, there was which, at some point that they mentioned that she just she didn't want to be alone. She's always right. been alone, and I, I was like, "Yeah, I kind of see that because she was a brainiac at school. She was isolated by her friends. There was only one girl that kind of seemingly had some kind of interest in being her friend, but she shut her off. Yeah, she shut it off. So I kind of seen the whole isolation thing. So when she said that, I just don't want to be alone. I was like, okay. I can start and, kind of relating And to her. her latching on to, quote-unquote, the person that she follows into this other realm. Right, the desire for, like, a, was a father a, figure. A father figure. Yeah. And and I get that. But it just it felt like... Right. Yeah, it, it just feel did genuine. feel like... Yeah, I guess genuine fe- is probably the best way to put it, because it didn't seem like she had a true motivation. And they could have done it if they, if they would have spent more time trying to show us them doing something together. But it was really just them walking. And it's like, I don't, maybe they should have gave us more moments of them together. Maybe then it would have feel more. Th- that's what that goes into my complaint about it needing to be something more. Yeah. Because it felt, it felt rushed and not at the same time because it was constantly moving it was never idling, but at the same time, it wasn't giving me enough. Like I was joking at the point where, where uh, she goes to see the teacher, and she's. Uh, it was this the like about the first time that she like confronted the teacher. She went to his house, and she, he comes. She comes in. She sits down. He gives him her some coffee, and and she asks a question, and I was like. And he's like, hmm, really? And then he goes, here's a book, and there's all the information. I'm like, well, that was quick. <laughs> like, there was no baiting him into giving the information. He was like, here you go, here you go. And then it, stuff like that just felt really rushed, sadly. It, this this movie, because I don't want anybody to get me wrong, I, I did really love it. I thought it was beautiful. I enjoyed my, my time with this movie. I think my main issue came away from was the takeaway when i was done with this movie as a whole i truly felt almost ripped off does that make sense that's my point i think it's one of those things where you critique what you love and i think this show this could have been a really 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 great movie but unfortunately there's certain things of it that just made me go that really didn't you didn't portray that correctly you could have made this something a lot more interesting i mean there was a lot of moments in this movie like when they were dealing with the shadow beasts it was intense. It was very intense. I, I really liked the creatures that they ran into. It really made you... Like, the whole scene where she wakes up, or she w- doesn't wake up, but there's this moment where she's asleep and something happens. It was a very intense little moment. I was like, whoa, this is getting really dark. And it's something that I really haven't seen in any of Makoto Shinkai's work. Of course, like I said, I've only met, watched maybe two of them that were just very... They were just love kind of stuff. I mean, it wasn't mm-hmm. really getting into fantasy and dark elements. So to see this kind of side of his work, I'm like, I want to see more of this, but you kind of need to learn how to pace this stuff better and make me care about the characters. Yeah. This, this, this definitely was a, <laughs> it was a very, very, I, I almost would say it's a very high paced movie. Yeah. Um, because it was constantly one after another, something was going on. I never at any point did I feel like I was, uh, dragging, I wasn't fidgeting. I was constantly engaged with the storyline, but like I said, at the end of the entire movie, I was like, "That's it." <laughs> it, w- it was really almost a shock to my system after going through. Y- you said two hundred minutes. 
Yeah. That's 200 minutes of just pure go. It was just up. Once it got past that Sorry, initial brunt, it, once it got past that initial brunt of laying out, introducing uh, Asana, because really that's all that first part was, was introducing Asana. So you can get an idea of how, I don't want to say rebellious, because she is a very good girl. I mean, when you when you sit down and actually when you are introduced to Asuna, you're going to see she's a very good girl. Uh, but she she she's very had isolated. This, yeah, she's very isolated, and she her is parent, very. Her mom's never there. Her dad's not there. I mean, she she's extremely independent. I think is probably the best word for it. She is going to do what she wants to do, and what she wants to do is pr- protect uh, or take care of her stuff take care of her family, take care of her friends, but she's going to do it her way. And I think that's the best way to get an idea of who she is as a character. And I think that that translates pretty well through the entire show. Um, She's not an outspoken girl. Um, She's very respectful of other people, but at the same time, when when it comes down to it, she's going to do what she's going to do. well, that's the problem is that they they put her that way and that kind of sticks throughout the entire movie. She didn't really have anything that could develop in her besides what she had lost before and possibly gaining something. True. She wasn't Be- very dynamic at all. Right. I mean, at the very end, her circumstances was developed, but her as a character, you didn't see any, my gosh, she is totally different. It was just what the circumstances that she's in has changed. And mm-hmm. so she might be better off. She might not. That's the only unfortunate part of it. Um, I guess we can look at the other characters. Uh, Shin was one of those characters that I think he had a lot going for him. But unfortunately, like I said, I don't think he was given enough time. And his his whole thing kind of lies in this other, uh, this other kingdom that they end up coming across. That other kingdom ends up being something that they could have done something really fascinating. But, but unfortunately, whenever they kind of went into that for a brief moment, it's like... And they've, they 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 pressed on it quite often. There was a few times where they kept hitting on it, and it's like, what you're giving me here really isn't that interesting. I understand the idea of mankind's evil, and here's a bunch of, you know, Western leaders that are all evil, and and we're just trying to protect ourselves. But it never really, it never really did anything other than that. So they kept harping on it, and they kept showing the, the cool little... Uh, wall carvings and stuff and it's like you're not giving me something interesting here so in the end it just turns okay he's a nashitaka he's he's been exiled from his his kingdom and and that's pretty much all we're given but like i said they could have done something a lot more fascinating with him and they just i liked the later parts of his character i think he ended up turning out like i said him and him and ryuji the teacher they end up probably being the most interesting character in the show I was going to avoid saying teacher. I couldn't even think of a good way to do that. I said teacher several times. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's the on the cover. father figure. He's on the cover. <laughs> he's on the cover. I'm sorry. It, like, I, like I said, we got to the point where he came in the door. I'm like, okay, well, he's going to help her because he's on the cover. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, those two characters are probably one of the most interesting characters. But unfortunately, of the two, I think Shin is less because there was a lot they could have done with him, but they didn't really do anything with him. Besides, like I said, the very well, there was a lot they could have done with any of the characters. Honestly, that's what I'm saying though. They they were the two that were the most interesting. Yeah, I mean, technically, the three of them are probably the only characters you're really going to get a lot of depth out of because they're the the main focus. True, but it didn't feel like they really outside of the teacher was the only one that I felt like they scratched at all. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, he's the one they went into the most. Yeah, the Ashi, uh, uh, Shin being Ashitaka, that's pretty much it. <laughs> that um, whole scene was like, oh my gosh, he's Ashitaka. He's even got a waiver goodbye, girl. Asuna, they didn't touch Asuna at all. I mean, there was so much they could have done with Asuna, especially with Mimi, uh, the blessing, the, uh, the the crystal there was so much they could have done with with Asuna that it it I just Mimi had more character than Asuna honestly I love <laughs> I love Mimi <laughs> that goes, um, that farewell was was sad yeah the um, it actually brought me to tears <laughs> uh, Shin was barely scratched they 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 did decent with him but 
yeah, they didn't they didn't touch him. It, it, you, I, I, I almost want to say this should be the teacher's movie. I mean, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, I mean, if he, if he, but then I guess it would probably not have sold people very well. I mean, he's not a very attractive character. He is, he is kind of just there. He is. It's funny because he's the most teacher character I've ever seen in a show. But at the same time, there's this other side to him. So it was one of those things where he was very believable, but at the same time, they did well in transitioning him to show the other sides to him. And that's, I think, what's probably maybe most fascinated by him is that what I, what I liked most about this movie was that the characters were imperfect. While I was watching the movie, I was constantly going, man, why, why would you do that? Why is this happening? Why did you do that? I realized after watching it and kind of sitting there thinking about it is it's great because I questioned that the entire time. It's the fact that these characters were so imperfect that made me interested in the show. You're constantly watching it. They didn't do what you were think they were going to do because they were imperfect. This wasn't a shiny, happy kind of movie in a lot of ways because these characters were not perfect. One character would not do exactly what his, his kingdom won, and one character decided to do what she did uh did there's one character that made the choices that you might not make and that's what made it fascinating i don't i i wouldn't say that they were flawed though i didn't say they're flaws they're not imperfect they're imperfect they're not they're not well you're happy go lucky family on television follow them because they're what you should be kind of thing well by saying that they were imperfect characters implies that they're flawed and i don't remember any real points the teacher was probably the closest to a flawed character you could get but unfortunately he fell into a couple of instances where he did certain things that we're just given. You just knew they were going to happen. And that is the frustrating thing. I would have much rather him had a lot more angst over what he had done. And yeah, he showed some angst, but he didn't show enough. Uh, that that goes back to the idea that I think it's all a problem with how much time they were given. True. I can, I, never, and I can, and I can concede you can't that see, point. You can't see why they would have made the decision they would because you weren't given enough time with them. You you would not be able to see why couldn't he have more uh, more regrets if we would have gotten more time to see that he should have regrets kind of thing. Should he have regrets? Did he have enough time? Who knows? That kind of stuff. Um, let's see. Uh, visually, I mean, it absolutely beautiful. I had, I had no problems with the movie. Uh, for those who don't know, Makoto Shinkai was pretty much dead set on the idea of keeping this as kind of old-fashioned anime as possible. If you think it looks like Ghibli, it's because it was meant to look Ghibli. He wanted it to look like a Ghibli film. He wanted the character designs to look like an old-style Ghibli film. He wanted the monster designs to look like uh, Ghibli kind of designs because um, they're not really monsters. I, I can't really give them that, that title. Um, they look monstrous, okay? Because <laughs> um, all this stuff was meant to make it look Ghibli-ish because he wanted it to be more broad of an audience, so he made it look that way so that it would be more acceptable to other areas that we go, hey, this looks like anime because we've only known Ghibli films. Because, <laughs> I mean, if, if you ask anybody that doesn't know about anime, hey, do you know uh, Princess Mononoke or, or stuff like that, they might actually know it versus if you asked them, you know, something like Akira or something. Like, oh, I actually might know Akira too because it's old-fashioned too. Uh, but it was meant, and the the nice thing about it is he also kind of kept with 2D styles. Even though he, they did incorporate a lot of CG into this, um, he was dead set on having each frame by frame, if it was be paused, it to be look like a painting, to be something that was artistic. So a lot of the backgrounds are a lot, often uh, 2D, like, I mean, gorgeous works of art, paintings and stuff like that, which is reflected in a lot of his works. Like, uh, I mean, it felt a lot like... Uh, uh, five centimeters per second. It's just very gorgeous. Um, the nice thing about it is him moving into this other realm with uh, Agartha is it just it seemed like his creativity was able to flow out. And so a lot of the things that you get to see in this film are just very spectacular and interesting looking. Yeah, at the beginning I was kind of like, eh, this is drab. Not too sure about her art style, but it when, when definitely kind of came around when it got around to Agartha. I mean, it's just very colorful, very uh, cinematic. 
uh, in a lot of cases, just the 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 monster artwork was just gorgeous in a lot of cases. I I, I stand with Andrew. Yeah, yeah. I, I it's hard to call them monsters there because they kind of gatekeepers kept, kept hitting the idea that it, those are not monsters. Um, the closest things to a monster was those were kind of eh, they skeletal creepy things those things were creepy <laughs> i think they did really good on that. I think the, the whole scene where uh somebody was walking and they were kind of walking with them i was like that was really screwed up and creepy <laughs> <laughs> they're just sitting there waiting oh my god that just the, the lot like i said there was a lot of moments in this this movie that were just like very tension based and very gloomy and very surprising to me like i said with what little i've seen in makoto shinkai's work but still to get kind of that kind of sh- stark contrast it is people. interesting to see him in a different setting other than a kind of romantic i mean he, he even tossed in romance e uh items in or tropes and situations in here that but when it came down to it it was really something that was different for him to do it and it still felt bitter, bittersweet this guy has got bittersweet on the mark <laughs> tell that say that again um, I see what else I have written down here. I think that's all I really have for the the graphical stuff. Um, like I said, he they did they did do a lot of the old fashioned cell shade stuff like that. Um, just kind of incorporating in the the CG. There was maybe only one moment in the entire film that I was like, eh, that just looks so CG. Uh, the rest of it was very well meshed in with everything. So I, I definitely give him credit. I think it, it was a very gorgeous gorgeous movie. Very pleasing to the eyes. Um. Sound, uh, they did play off a lot on just keeping most of the more tension moments very silent. Uh, there was a few moments where they kicked up the scores very well, some great instrumental works, um, but most of it was really just to get you into the mood or insert you into the world, and f- those moments were really well done. But overall, it wasn't really anything memorable, just because, like I said, a lot of it was just really silent moments uh, to kind of give you into what's happening rather than trying to enhance it with the music. Um, but it, it served its purpose it pretty pretty well. So, I mean, the sound effects are probably a lot more interesting than anything else. I mean, I think they did a really good job with the sound effects. I mean, just the moment when we first started the movie and just hearing her run across the ground and then across the, the bridge, I'm like, that, that sounds like a bridge! <laughs> Clank, clank. <laughs> uh, as weird as it is, I know. Very weird. Uh, but yeah, that's, I think that's pretty much it for the sound, though. I mean, it's not really, like I said, not nothing really, to, anything to write home about, but it served its purpose. I, I don't really have much to say about the music, so I, because I don't really remember it, so. That's why, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where it's kind of just ambience and enhances the movie. It doesn't really try to doesn't try to speak out for itself it just lets it be the movie the movie that that in a way that is a good thing because it's not some annoying sound that you just hear every time so <laughs> oh like a cure music <laughs> some other interesting uh information about the movie um like we mentioned before that a lot of this has to do with uh, agartha which is technically a place in old old uh writings um that was back in the era of people believing in a hollow earth theory agartha was this promised land that was underneath um the earth crust that people were constantly seeking out it's 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 actually in mythological things a lot of old rulers wanted to seek out the treasures that agartha actually had um that, that's kind of what made uh makoto shinkai choose to actually uh make this movie back in the 1970s because it would have been in a time era where people would believe in the idea that there's possibly something underneath the crust whereas something in a modern time people would be like no that's 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 not happening we've already proved that there's nothing underneath the crust or some kind of huge land underneath our our um our surface the surface of the earth um the- <laughs> I, I i have to admit though there is one th- good thing that came out of us finishing them <laughs> the when they went under the the aquavita, <laughs> I looked over at Andrew and I said, "If they start talking underwater, I'm going to be really irritated." <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought the same exact thing. Right when they went in the water, I'm like, "They're going to start talking, aren't they?" Don't don't start talking, please. Don't start talking. Um, 
the the other interesting thing that I really found in this, and this is a lot of this was in the uh, the making of that you can actually watch if you have the Blu-ray. Um, he was in Makoto Shinkai was kind of inspired to make this particular story because um, I think it was based. It mentions the idea that he was he went back to his old uh, where he was from and his his old childhood and uh, he recalled a book that he had writ, written at, or read at some point that was. Um, I think it was saying that he was saying that it was based on the same story, but uh, the same concepts behind this. But the ending was never written because the writer died, and he felt the person that took it over didn't really complete it the way he wanted it. So he kind of feels that was kind of an inspiration to creating the story. Um, he was a lot of his inspiration comes with from uh, the the Kojiki and Dante's Inferno stuff like that is all stuff that he found inspiration from. So. I thought that's, that kind of stuff was pretty pretty interesting Interesting when I looked into it. Um, that's, that's really all I had, though. I, I think it really comes down to it's, it's, a, it's a good movie. I, like I said before, though, I, th- I think it just has an issue with not having enough time to kind of develop certain aspects of it. I don't think it makes it a bad movie. It's just one of those things where I, I, I think it could have been a knockout movie if only they had time to flesh out certain things. Uh, but it still serves its purpose. I think it's a very interesting world they created. I want to see him do more with stuff like this rather than just do more, you know, romance type stuff. Um, but yeah, it, it's a good movie and I, I, I recommend it. But at the same time, I don't say it's, oh my gosh, you have to go out there and watch this now kind of thing. Yeah, I, I can I can pretty much agree. I, I think that it had a lot to deliver. Um, I... I unfortunately feel like after after all was said and done, I felt a little bit uh, just incomplete. But I loved the movie. I thought it was very beautiful. It had a lot to deliver. It was constantly had me going through the entire movie, and I I can I can suggest it. I was going to go through and read a bunch of stuff from the uh, the thread for Children Who Chase Lost Voices, but then I realized when I clicked a show spoiler button. I probably can't read all these people's feedback, so um, I think I think what we'll do is just kind of conclude the review section and move on to the spoiler section, and then uh, um, get into all that stuff. So, um, if you don't have anything else to say to our our, our individuals that have not watched the movie uh, *Children Who Chase Lost Voices*, then I guess we'll move on to our spoiler section and get in more of the community yeah. responses. I can do that. All right. Well, again, if you have not watched the movie, um, at this point, we'll part ways with you. We thank you for listening to our eh, about a 30 minute. I didn't think we were actually going to get 30 minutes out of it. So our 30 minute review of a non-spoiler review of Children Who Chase Lost Voices. Uh, again, if you want to check us out, we're at TakuSpirit.com. You can go there for our news and community, all that good stuff, links, everything are there on for our uh, social media. Uh, but definitely check us out on the forums, the forum button at the top join the community and talk with people because you'll get into stuff like we had here where we had a monthly movie club where everybody watched um, uh, Children Who Chase Lost Voices and they all got to converse about it and what they thought about it. So, yeah, we thank you all for listening. Y'all take care. Hello, goodbye and hello
Moving to our spoiler so section. So many Congos. <laughs> Congos on. Um, Congos flying everywhere. I guess you want to start with the community responses to it. Get their get their responses out of the way. Sure. Um, we could kind of just jump off what they talk about. That would be good. Uh, Vern Coon said, "I was very pleased. The, st- art, the art style was beautiful and smooth. If there was any CG, I didn't even notice it. Uh, I enjoyed the characters that were introduced, and my favorite was Mimi." I give Mimi the Kawaii Cat of the Century Award. So freaking adorable. Mimi was awesome. Can agree with you, Vern. I only wish they delved more into the backstory of the characters because I saw things that could have been gone deeper into. And I think this is one of the things that I kept harping on, but I couldn't really get too much into, was really the fact that the father was from Agartha. And I, uh, Agartha. I think that could have been something really interesting to get into. Possibly him being... Maybe something important or something. When did you get that? Because he gave her the gem, which was from Agartha, and they talked about her being just like uh, Mana, who was also uh, half mother. Uh, now I caught from- that. Yeah, I did caught, catch that, but I didn't remember them ever specifically saying at any point that he was from Agartha. Now, like I said, well, the, I, the is- hint of it was there. And but it was also it. one of the things that gives you a complete clue as to why he died. Because the the pollution that is above the surface kills them. That's why uh, um, Shun died. All right. He went there. He shouldn't have gone there. And then Shun at some point says that he went there and died because of the poison or something like that. Um, but, like I said, it, but one, he gave her the crystal, which was from Agartha. And two, because um, at some point, like I said, they mentioned that she was just like Mana. They were both from somebody on the surface, uh, a topsider and an, a, a person from Agar- Agartha. Um, but yeah, I think they could have gone a lot more into that. I think that would have been really interesting. Um, just unfortunately, they, they cut it short and boo. <laughs> um, which also kind of explains why she didn't go back with her, but he still gave her a piece of the fragment that was her dad's originally, which is kind of funny. Like, here, here's a gem from the thing that your dad gave you. Like, I'm giving it to you. Like, you're really you're turning it, jerk. Um, let's see. Uh, he said it had gone deeper into... Uh, there was several instances where it made me tear up, meaning the movie had a real impact on me, which is what I could I looked to, for in a show and movie. Uh, the only problem I had, if I could call it a problem, was that I felt the like the major moments in the movie didn't last long enough or were paced badly. Mimi staying behind, dying, was a major tear-jerking moment in the movie, but only lasted about two minutes long. Then they move on. I'm guessing that it, uh, this occurred because I was uh, it was a movie, and that it had limited time and everything that needed to in a movie. Yeah, that's just pretty much the same kind of things that we were kind of harping on. Yeah. Though I kind of wonder why, and, and that's, that's one of those things where I wonder if there's, like something where Makoto Shinkai confirms it or whatever, but is the quizzical at the end Shun? I mean, they, they never really <laughs> say it, but the the big kind of giveaway is the fact that in her nightmare, he's seen her arm fall uh, off. The arm fall and off. And the arm was not on the, the quizzical at the end. But at the same time, I'm going, well, why didn't they see <laughs> Mimi now, inside his was... belly when they were in there? <laughs> that was kind of creepy. <laughs> There was a, there was quite a few things that kind of hinted at that, but yeah, it, it, that was an odd situation because they, but, I mean, they implied that he was really old. There was only two things that kind of confirms it, not 100% confirms it, but kind of hints it, and one is the arm, and the other is when they see the Quizzicola walk up there and sing its death song, she recalls it. She recalled the song, and he said that she he had already... She had heard it before, yeah, which she, was in the he, gym. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean... I guess that's the other thing that I kind of would wish that they would gone more into is the whole idea of the, the gyms and is there a limited number of them and how do they make them? I At some point I was thinking it was made off the corpses of the Quizzicuddles, yeah. but they kind of show this whole scene where they crafted them and it wasn't really, you know, corpses or anything and I don't know. Why did the father have it and that kind of stuff? Um, okay, let's see here. Um, Logan's thoughts. First off... As the movie, uh, as with all his works, visuals were gorgeous. Uh, Mikoto Shinkai is one of my favorite uh, directors, and he didn't disappoint. That's something I forgot to go in during the non-spoiler section is, I mean, looking at what he does with his uh, storyboards and stuff, he almost, when I was looking at the making of, he just gave me so many hints of, uh, like, Miyamoto, because 
he, they were showing his his little uh, storyboards, and I mean, it's just going into strict detail. I mean, there's this whole scene where they're on the bridge, and it, he has that roughly sketched, and he ha- he's talking about how the water should be moving down under the, the river. It's like, I think they know where the water is going to go, but he wants to make sure the water will go this way. <laughs> I mean, he's very... He was very finite about exactly what everything moves and stuff like that. And just watching them critique the the voice acting. Let's play that part again. I need some more gusto in that one. Playing each part like about five times. Uh, he he does definitely has that same thing with uh, as Miyamoto did. Uh, anyways, Logan says also uh, overall I did enjoy the film. I love the art. I love the characters and all the setting. The world he created u- using old mythologies was fascinating, and I would love to see more of the world. I like the Asuna's main character. Her apparent motivations for going into Arkatha seemed weak to me, and then we kind of hinted on that a lot. It was it was kind of one of those cases where she went there for Shun at the at the first, but I didn't really feel one night would really drive you to keep going into this really dangerous situation. I mean, she'd been attacked by a bunch of soldiers. Uh, she'd been attacked by gatekeepers. And she's really doing this all for this guy that she met once. I mean, it didn't really seem like it made much sense. I mean, most people would be like, heck no, I'm out of here. I don't even know if going down here is even going to bring this guy back. So why am I even doing this kind of thing? Yeah. I mean, there was no real guarantee that this Agartha would going to have a ability to bring somebody back. It was just really in the writings. Um, let's see here. Uh, her mom was always working. Her father was dead, and she probably was the only one, uh, had only one friend at school, but she didn't really make much effort here or there. So when a boy appeared to save, who saved her life, hang out with you and give you a kiss on the forehead, uh, I can understand the desire to not want to lose that. I think she had a good heart, plus she uh, looked like a slightly older Kiki. I was thinking Kiki's delivery service the moment she was walking with Mimi next to her. I was like, oh my gosh, Mimi's Gigi. <laughs> um, no. <clears throat> and of course, they had the same kind of similar contrasting moments with like the 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 moment where you kind of have to leave your, your childhood behind kind of thing. A lot of symbolisms like that that were kind of in both cases. Uh, there was a few problems that I had with the film. First off, the pacing seemed off. They sent a lot of uh, they spent a lot of time with uh, wide angle sweeps of the world when they um, when that time could have probably been used better furthering the story. I think that was really to get you into that world. A lot of cases where you have those wide open shots, it's really kind of to say here it's not just these characters walking around with the background scrolling. It's you are now in this world. It kind of helps you pull you into that world, or so. It does to me, anyways. Uh, secondly, I ha- uh, wasn't happy with the ending. I want to know what happens with the teacher and Shin. The teacher obviously didn't come back, but uh, he's from the top side, and um, so how does he fit in into the world now? I think that was a really lot of case of the Agarthans weren't going to kill them, but technically the Archangels were going to kill them. So Shin couldn't leave because he the above world is poisonous to them so if he were to leave he would die um but at least if he's in agartha he's actually gonna live whereas the teacher i think is a case where he pretty much told those guys to shove it and then went inside there he probably knows he's dead um plus he's half blind and really has nothing nowhere else to go i mean that was i think she was pretty much blind that he was completely blind um yeah it's it had that moment where he was walking toward her and his Vision started getting blurry, um, but I think at some point he looks over at somebody, and I, I was like, "No, he couldn't. That couldn't be the case." Well, no, see. as they were as they were walking farther, he uh, you you notice that at at one point he was he was walking with them, and then he, he picked up a walking stick at some point. He yeah, he's he learning how to deal with it. Yeah, he he at some point became completely blind. I don't. Well, that's up to debate, I guess. Um, which doesn't really matter, anyways. Doesn't. But yeah, cur- it, it's, his it's eyes those, are cursed. He's done. <laughs> yeah, it was really one of those cases where I don't think he had anything to return to. He it really kind of dive on the idea that he spent his whole life looking up information about Agartha just to go revive his wife. He said during the the, the choice making that I try to find something else in my life and I can't find anything but you. So I need you. So. When he finally is able to say goodbye to her, she says, find happiness. So I think really the only thing he had left to cling on to is his his fascination for the world of Agartha. 
But like I said, though, there really is nothing for him to return to, and I think the Archangel would probably kill him on the spot. My question really comes is why uh, Asuna is able to return. I would think that she would be a prime target for the the uh, Archangels, but I guess that's one of those things where you just hope, just kind of don't think about it, don't think about it. <laughs> she's she's graduated now, so apparently she's not getting killed. So they they obviously don't want to target her. Thankfully. Uh, let's see here. Uh, also, I thought that the it was that the key reaching that life and death place was supposed to spell doom for Agartha. No explanation there either. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, they, they they I think that was more of an omen thing, like just to keep people away from it. Claim that it spells disaster. They really put a lot of uh, taboo to the location, so they didn't want anybody going there. So they kind of claim that it was a bad thing. Um, but I think it really just comes down to them just wanting humankind to stay away from it and don't let it be a focus for anybody in their their village. Yeah. That's what I got out of it anyways. Well, I thought that it had something to do with the fact that um, every time that the people from the overworld were coming into there, there was bad things that would happen. And, it, yeah. you, and, and when he got there, the thing didn't ask... Who, who do you want me to retrieve? He said, what is your wish? Mm-hmm. So apparently the key has something to do with granting a wish. That would imply the reason why these great di- Western dictators were coming in there because they wanted their great wish. So that's... The, fa- the fascinating thing that, that's behind that, though, is that the the whole thing with the wish being granted is really one of those interesting things that comes up with a lot of writing is the idea of it's not just what is your wish here you go it is what is your wish what are you going to give me to kind of institute that wish so yeah they used asna as the you have to have a vessel for me to put the soul into what would entail you know fortunes or whatever or conquest would there be a would there be a a vessel or a, a cost for those it is, doesn't seem so cut and dry as what is your wish, here you go kind of thing. So maybe it's just a case with that because it requires a vessel. But I would think if you if you could wish to have somebody brought back to life, I think making a fleshly body for it to go into would be the least of your worries. I mean, what can't you just create a body? You're bringing a soul back from the dead. Uh, well, uh, let's see here. I don't know if I can read off Gamer Collins. You got a long write up. Uh, I'll read the first couple paragraphs. Going into this movie, I was expecting a movie, uh, a moving and deep story, beautiful artwork, and ending leaving you with this, uh, with the desire for something more. I wasn't let down on any of those points. Let me start with the artwork. Uh, I guess we've kind of pounded on the artwork. Let's let's go into something that more 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 interesting. The characters in this film are also very Ghibli-like. Asuna is a perfect choice for this movie. She doesn't have a living father, so her mother has to do work a lot. Uh, she maybe is one of the uh, she maybe has one friend. But she doesn't ever follow through with that, and she feels like spending her time enjoying uh, herself, enjoying life. Uh, it does. It surprise. It shouldn't surprise you that getting saved over, uh, from a monster by a boy, spending time with him, and getting a kiss on the forehead would make Asuna start to love Shun. Uh, after finding out that his about his death, she doesn't mourn like most uh, people do, and goes back to being a loner. Uh, Morisaki uh, seems. Like a classic villain at first, wanting to get this mystical power to probably do something bad with. Uh, we find out that he isn't that dumb. Rather, he just wants to bring his wife back to life. His travels through Agath- Agartha shows us that he's driven, isn't driven by power or hate, but by the will to continue living so that he can see his wife once again. I love this interaction with Asuna because it helps strengthen her character and allows him to continue caring for someone. I noticed that the two seem to travel as a father and daughter, which was interesting considering their losses in life. Uh, to me, I think that they become family. They, they become the family that they were never had for a long time, uh, had for very long. Uh, so that's why we see them care so much about, even though he sacrifices her. <laughs> We see. I mean, that goes back to my my point about the fact that we didn't really get much time to really say one way or another, and like we kind of hinted at it without spoiling things. But it's one of those things where did he did they spend enough time together that he would care that she was kind of like a daughter? I mean, he does say that 
you weren't supposed to come here. Almost yeah, like and, a, I, and I, that's why I was saying earlier. If only you didn't come here, I wouldn't have to sacrifice you because I I have more desire from Lisa than do you. And and that's what I was saying earlier about the whole him regretting his decision. Yeah, he did kind of say you weren't supposed to come here. I didn't want you to come down here. But when she was there, he didn't think much of it. I the way that I kind of interpreted it was that he had the moment where he's you have to get, we need a vessel and he's like well crap if I give up my own body I can't be with her right and then she walks up and he kind of just turns around and when he turns around the thought in his head was immediately she can be it boom that was the wish the thing already happened it was almost like him turning around and seeing her that the entity already knows okay there's your choice I mean he didn't he didn't vocally say I want her to be the vessel. It was immediately his thought process and went to she can be it. She didn't he didn't even have to say it. The thing knew, oh well you can make that it. So it was almost like one of those things where I, I think it was a you shouldn't have come here because you ended up being it. Like you were my immediate thought. He knew it was gonna happen, he knew it happened. But I don't think he was given enough time to mourn his decision because his loved one that he's never seen he hasn't seen for so long is finally his 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 only desire in life finally happened. He, all his thought process was, I get to finally be with her. She's here. There's so many things I want to talk about. And then, of course, it transitioned quickly into, you know, uh, Shin trying to destroy the crystal and stop the entire process. So it was like, I don't think it was given enough time for him to actually mourn. He did have a tear shed, but his thought process was, was it happened. It's here. It's It's done. Let it be kind of thing. I finally get the thing I've desired for for so long. Could have used the boy. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's like, um, can I change that? He's pretty useless. Let's just use him. But make sure he's got the right equipment. That went wrong. <laughs> um, let's see here. Let's see here. Let's see here. I forgot page three. No, we don't have a page three. See, our community was slacking on this one. We didn't get that much. Well, it's not. It's, this is kind of the first time we've ever <laughs> yeah. read their comments on the one. They'll probably start commenting more now. That <laughs> oh, crap, we got to be careful what we say on here. They got to critique it all. Um, but yeah, it was, it was still fast. If you still want to watch it and you still want to chime in on it, the the thread's still there. I bumped it up just to say that we were doing a review on it. So if you watch uh, Children Who Chase Lost Voices, you can jump in on that discussion. But you wouldn't be listening to this because you would have not watched it. But if you watched it and you want to say something about it, there you go. <laughs> I think I think that's all we'll read from there, though. Anything else you can think of that you want to talk about? It? I, I think I think probably one of my most favorite moments. I guess we can do that. Um, I, of course, the one of the probably the better moments is definitely probably the decision point at the end. It was it was one of those you kind of seen it coming, but at the same time, it didn't change the fact that it was still a pretty screwed up little kind of yeah, sweet kind of thing. They, he he projected the portrayal at the very beginning, towards the very early parts of them I mean, they, they were talking, and no, I no, mean, this is like back when he was talking to her in his house. It was like, this guy's creepy. I mean, he had this weird, goofy face on, and he was talking about crazy stuff. I mean, the, the whole aspect that he u- basically used her to find it, uh, Agartha, I mean, that's, that's all kind of proven science. But just knowing how driven he was to even turn on the archangels at that moment was you knew that his whole purpose for being there was one thing and that's all he cares about so yeah it, it made it made kind of sense so um but yeah my, probably my favorite moment was i kind of hinted at it was the whole moment where she was she was told to leave she had nothing left and they pretty much he pretty much said okay you're leave here get out of here before the the, the sunlight comes down and she was just kind of broken she had nothing left and she's kind of walking alone down the... I mean, the, you have this whole moment where she's sitting there, and she's just... She has nothing. And then the 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 sundown starts happening, and the light starts coming. Well, I kind of really call it sundown. The light starts to disappear, and the shadow starts coming next to her, and those little creatures come out again. And it's like one of those moments where you're like, you know they're completely broken, they have nothing left, but they still have a, an instinct to live. So she rushes off to kind of get away from these creatures. And she's like running down that river, and they're just kind of walking alongside the river. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is so creepy." That was probably probably my favorite part. Besides, the I, if part. I had to say something was really kind of irritating to me, it would probably be Shin. I mean, I agree. I understand his kind of role set, if you want to call it that. His his 
his drive as to why he was who he was, but his entire life he grew up being a tribesman and you, you went on missions and you fulfill those missions. If you didn't, you were exiled. Right. I mean, that was his whole entire life. And then to have this single moment where something changes, you, you kind of expect that he's not going to immediately jump to changing. Yeah. The, 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 there was aspects about him, his, his, I wish they got into more about him and Shun. That was kind of a bothersome thing. I mean, they had that whole moment where he finally breaks down, realizing that he lost his brother, finally, finally accepting it. Just like she accepted at that moment was, was was heart wrenching, but at the same time, they probably could have done more with it. Like they they hinted at, well, he was always in this, his brother's shadow because his brother was so perfect. Um, you know, hated that his brother made I, the decisions that he did. As as easy as it is to make me cry, I did not. That one didn't didn't get me very much. Mimi definitely got me. I uh, I can't I can't deny that one at all. <laughs> But yeah, the rest I can't think of. I mean, I may have with the the teacher that whole situation, but I don't I don't want to I don't want to say I did actually get tear jerked at that point. I I think Mimi was about the only time that really got me. I didn't I didn't cry about the entire movie. I just like I said I I had emotional moments. Um but definitely the the boat ride out was 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 pretty impactful, but a lot of it was just really High emotion really is what all it was. Like I said, it, it goes back to the whole thing of not getting enough time to really sink into things. Yeah. Like like was mentioned is the idea of the more impactful moments seem like they were rushing through them. Like, yeah, you probably could have just sat on that moment. Just just okay guys, we're we're stopping here. Let it set. Let it set. Was this one of his okay, first on. movies or No, heck no. This is this is one of his newest ones. This is one of his newest ones? Uh, Garden of Words was after it, though. And, uh, Dureka no Manazashi, Someone's Gaze. I don't think I've ever seen that one. That's a short film. But yeah, the only one we've seen since it was Garden of Words. I've seen She and Her Cat, I think. No, that's not a short. The short I've seen was... Because Garden of Words is very slow. Especially slow compared to this one. I would say... Uh, he needs to find a happy medium between. <laughs> yeah, I was like, we, we're going from five centimeters per second and Voice of Distant Star, which I've only watched a little bit of it, and it seems like it's slow. Um, and Garden of Words, and now we're in this one where it's like, oh my gosh, he hit the fast forward button. <laughs> it does almost feel like he made like, you know, two hundred some minutes of of work, and he had to cut it down to two hours or something like that. Um, so maybe that's where I got the two hundred from. Is like I probably it feels like it should have been two hundred minutes. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Any anything else you wanna wanna point no, out? I think that I think that we're 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 trying. Wow, we're to, actually going on an hour here. Yeah, we're trying to stretch this out, honestly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we hope you all enjoyed the spoiler section. Um, a little unfortunate. I thought we had a lot more things to read out, but apparently a lot of people want maybe watched it and didn't want to put in our words. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll probably do this with some some of the other ones that people are doing the the monthly uh, watches. Definitely, if. Uh, I think somebody had mentioned the next one was possibly Akira, which we watched Akira here recently, but we forgot to do a, we didn't get a chance to do a podcast review, so maybe we'll just kind of skim through it and give our thoughts then. All right. Watch it again. I'm fine with watching it again. All right. You we thank you all for listening. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all for listening. Y'all take care. Oops.